Welcome to the Pomona Christian Church Podcast. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian. is a holiday that I always look forward to because I don't have to remember any cards. You know, you don't have to get a card. There are no gifts. And a lot of what I do, my only job, I mean, I can help out in other ways. I'm sure I get some other instructions that have yet to be added. But my one job I know so far is to cook the turkey, and that's pretty easy. So it's one of those holidays. It's like be grateful and eat and get together. And that sounds like, you know, one of the best holidays there is. Uh, Thanksgiving is a unique holiday in that it's a holiday about being thankful. It's a, it's a holiday about an attitude. And in fact, we only share this holiday with Canada. They're the only other country that have this holiday of Thanksgiving. And it doesn't surprise me. They copy our money. They like to copy a lot of things. So, you know, it stands to reason they have it as well. But there's so much to love about it. It's about giving thanks. And we celebrate that by eating food, and I think that's a good way to celebrate pretty much about anything. You know, we have so much food that I can have a full plate and not have any vegetables on it. You know, that, that's what's good. You, I can have turkey. I can have mashed potatoes with brown gravy. I can have stuffing and sweet potatoes, and I look at it, and it's pretty much all brown. And that's a good definition of a good plate of food right there. You know, if it's all brown with some gravy, what, what could go wrong? And, and I do love vegetables, but that's usually when they're battered and fried, you know, and, and then they improve a whole lot. And it's amazing. You take something good and nutritious, and in order to make it better, you make it less healthy, you know, burn out the nutrients and all the good stuff, and then you have a, you know, you have something that's really delicious. And I think sometimes we've kind of done that with Thanksgiving. We have this great thing, a great holiday that's about thanking God for His blessings, but it can be so crowded out, the the preparation and getting ready for family and food that we actually maybe stop and, and forget to stop and thank God for what He has done. And so there's this holiday with an action of giving thanks And we can surround it with family, food, football, shopping, whatever it is, and actually forget to give thanks and to be thankful. And what gets taken out is the healthy, nutritious part. And so as we prepare uh, for this holiday, I think as believers, one thing we should remember is not just at Thanksgiving that Scripture is consistently reminding us to be thankful all the time to be grateful. It says in Ephesians 5, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there in the way we talk with each other, we should always be giving thanks to God the Father for everything. First Thessalonians 5 says, be joyful always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So notice both those talk about being in and through Christ Jesus. And when we are in Christ, we should be 
thankful, that believers should be the most grateful, the most thankful people on earth. Notice what he says, pray continually. And in the original text, there's no comma in there. And I think it's a, a way of saying, by giving thanks in all circumstances, that it's this, continue, this continual conversation of being grateful to God for everything that he has provided. I remember when I was younger and learned that, you know, people after a funeral, they would send thank, thank you notes. And I would feel bad if I'd received one or something like, oh, they've gone through so much. They didn't have to write a note, you know, to thank for this dish of food or, or to be thankful for coming to the funeral with everything. On top of that, I thought, why should the people that have been through so much have to write on top of that thankful thank you notes? And then... Later in life, it's when I realized, you know what? It's in these times where gratitude can be most important when we're going through difficult times, when we're going through grief and writing those thank you notes to remember the people who care, to remember what was done. Because gratitude changes everything. I was really uh, glad that Jeremiah last week spoke on contentment and contentment in life because a lot of our contentment, I fully believe, has to do with how grateful we are and how much we appreciate how God has blessed us. Because it's impossible to be content if we can't be thankful for what we have now. And so this morning, I want to look at how do we express that thanks to God? How consistently do we do that? Notice the text said, in all circumstances, and that's all circumstances. I mean, there are, I've been in a lot of circumstances that I don't really real think that I would have felt like giving thanks in. And there's continually that that is something we should always be as believers is grateful. So scripturally, it says always, always giving thanks, always being grateful. And I read about this Jewish man who lived in Budapest and he went to see his rabbi and he says, Rabbi, we're miserable. We live in a small apartment. We have nine people living in this apartment. There's constant noise. There's no peace and quiet. It's driving us crazy. What should we do? He goes, well, I've got something. And, and in the end, you will thank me for this. But he says, I want you to take a goat and bring it into the house with you. So he brings the goat in the house, and then he goes back and sees the rabbi, and he says, now we're even more miserable. You know, we have this goat. He goes to the bathroom everywhere. He's in the middle of everything. On top of having the nine people in this apartment, we've got this goat that just seems to be in the middle of everything and causing problems. He goes, well, now take the goat out. So the man takes the goat out and gets it out of the apartment. He comes back next week, and he goes, rabbi, life is so good. Like, we're, we're together, we don't have that goat in the middle of everything, using the bathroom and the, the apartment, it's great. And he said, thank you. Nothing had changed. Gratitude is all about perspective. It's about how we look at things more than what's actually going on. You know, we might be in tough economic times. You know, maybe inflation uh, has hit us hard and you go out to eat and, you know, instead of $40 at 60 or 60 something, and it seems like inflation hits everywhere. Maybe it's your job situation. So it's hard to be grateful because you think about how bad that is or, or you're worried about it. Or maybe there's stress in the marriage and that's 
all you can think about, so it's hard to be grateful. Maybe personally, there are just family issues and things going on, and instead of being grateful or finding ways to be grateful continually, the focus is on those things and what the problems are. I think the pilgrims were, were a great example. When they landed over 300 years ago, they landed you know, just in time for winter in 1620 with, with not much to eat. And according to some sources, it said that they had to ration food and sometimes they only got five kernels of corn apiece to survive that winter that went into 1621. And it started the custom of five kernels of corn that you may be familiar with where people would be given five kernels of corn and then for every kernel they had to say something that they were thankful for, that they had lost so much, they had left so much behind, lost so many people, but then later they have this meal of thanksgiving after all they had been through because they realized God's blessings in the middle of all that. And so no matter what your day, no matter what your life brings, give thanks because in Jesus Christ we have a hope that transcends anything that is going on in this temporary moment that we go through. And maybe you can think of five things, even in the middle of whatever it is, that there are other things that are being forgotten, that there's God's goodness showing up in ways that you're overlooking because all you can think about are the problems or the things that are wrong. And so I I even thought about that myself is like how many times I've intended to write a, a thank you note or something and haven't, or have just put it off, and so it hasn't happened. And then it got so far behind that it just, you know, I just never did ride it. And I wondered, why is it so much harder to express things, or why does it take so much worse or work uh, to be thankful and express that than to complain, or than to say something about something we don't like? Complaining comes so much easier than being thankful. Having a critical eye is much easier than having an appreciative eye. And I think that's because part of our selfish, sinful nature finds it easy to complain because it's about me, what I don't like, what I wish somebody else would do or something I wish would happen, rather than being grateful to see what we have rather than what we don't. When the Israelites were going to settle in the land of Israel after being in the wilderness for 40 years, they received a warning about what would happen when things were going well. You often think when things are going well, that's when I'm going to be grateful. So when things are going bad, maybe I'm going to be critical or I'm going to be down and find it hard to express thanks. But it says in verse 10 of Deuteronomy 8, When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you today. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, Then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. 
But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, which it is today. Isn't that interesting? It wasn't their time in the wilderness that they were going to forget God. When bad things happen, it was when they come in the land and he blesses them and things go well that they are going to forget him. And I think you can look at society. You can look at Western society in America and Europe that there is less appreciation for God, there is less appreciation and understanding for what He's done because of prosperity, because we don't feel like we have to depend on Him. More is in our control. And so one thing that doesn't change through time, either today or when the Israelites went into the promised land, is our, is our selfish, sinful nature. And he said, here's why he said, you know, in that, why we wouldn't give thanks. Pride, we'll just forget God. You know, it's easy to think, you know, I've done this. I've earned this. I've built this life. My skill has earned this wealth. My education, my qualifications, my time here has produced this. But look at verse 18. He says, it's, it's, it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. You know, people, you could live somewhere else in the world and have all the intelligence and skill and and live in poverty. We have been blessed here. But it's that pride that we have done this. Why do I have to be thankful? Another thing is we're critical. It's easier to see what's wrong, especially even when things are going very well. And, And if everything's in place and things are great, we'll find the one thing sometimes that isn't because we're not remembering how God has blessed us. And when we forget what God has given us, we see the things that aren't the way we want them in our life. And the third is this, carelessness. We we just take him for granted. It's not intentional, but our food's provided. We, We have a car. We have a job, so we don't even think to thank God sometimes for what he has given us. And if we have those things, we have more than most do in the world. But we can be ungrateful because our car isn't as nice as somebody else's or it has these problems and we don't like the car. We want something else and we can't be grateful till we get the new car. Then we buy it and then we're happy. We always should be grateful. And I've wondered why were the pilgrims, even through all they'd been through, more grateful? I mean, they, were, they had more gratitude simply because they survived, and some of them made it through the winter into the next harvest. But I think it also had something to do with why they came, and that's because they were coming to a place where they would be free to worship. And so despite the adversity, and in fact, it may be the adversity that made them more grateful. And we often think, you know, it's in prosperity that I'll be grateful and I'll be faithful, and it's in adversity that I'll be challenged and I, and I won't be grateful and I'll find it more difficult to be faithful to God. And I think it's the opposite. It's probably for every person that can, you know, for every 10 people that can withstand adversity, there's maybe one that can handle prosperity. So if we forget that, we forget what it says in Psalm 107. In verse 1 it says, Give thanks to the Lord For he is good, his love endures forever. That's what it says. You can always remember 
No matter what, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. How can we do that? And I think the main thing, there's a difference between gratitude, there's a difference between thankfulness, and thanksgiving, which is the expression of that. You know, like I said, I'm sure everybody's been in that boat. How many thank you notes have you meant to send, but never did, and wished you had? See, thanks unexpressed is not thanksgiving. So that's why we have a day like Thanksgiving. I think it's great that we have a day that we can come together as families or friends and take time to thank God for His blessings. That's why we have Mother's Days, because mothers do so much all the time that we can forget to be thankful for what they're always doing. And so we have that day to remind us to honor them. And we can have excuse, well, God is my heart. I appreciate everything in my life, you know. But we have to express that. Thanksgiving is a verb. Psalm 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His continues through all generations. So here we see the big one it is worship together. You know, you see when there's a big game, people come together. When there's a political rally, people come together. When there's a wedding, people come together. That's why when we sing praise and we worship, it's important for God's people to come together. Because anytime there's something significant, there's the reason people come together. And so that's part of why we meet weekly. And it's seen in how we sing, or is it do we sing or do we sit in silence, or is there expression of thanks for what God has done? Is there singing and worship or is there critique of how it's done? See, Matthew 12 says, You brood of vipers to the Pharisees, how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Our mouths, if we want to gauge our gratitude and our thankfulness in our hearts, it's seen in our words. It's what comes out that reveals our hearts. If you want a CAT scan of the heart, you can look at your words. And how often do we express thanks to God? How often do we express thanks for what He's done? You know, how can we be silent when it comes to worshiping the one who's given us everything? So that's a scene in our attitude towards meeting in worship and worshiping regularly. In Hebrews 10, it says, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Talk about Jesus' return, that it's important for us to have that pattern where we're worshiping and we're giving thanks and it encourages each other. Uh, the pilgrims recognize that need to meet together, and that's why they had the meal, that it was important. We need to come together and have a formality to how we thank God, and not just be thankful on our own, but to come together and honor Him to set time aside. So I've got a little job here, and this will be very simple. Take some time this week to write one thank you note to somebody for something that they've done. And we'll do this one old school, you know, use the U.S. Postal Service.
service. It'll help them feel grateful too. They're always in need of mail. So write, take time to write one thank you note this week and send that out. And then also do one text or email. We'll, we'll hit both sides here, okay? But that's two instances of giving thanks. Express it. And that's what we have to do, express thanks to others because God often blesses us through others and it helps us see what he's done. So that's the second one, not only worship together, but to express thanks to others. And that's one way I was just brought up. My parents instilled in me to, to say thanks. And sometimes I'll say thanks for something. And I'm like, why did I say thanks for that? But you know, it was just instilled in me. So it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Often the way we're raised when somebody maybe doesn't do that, it you know rubs us the wrong way when somebody doesn't say thanks or doesn't say thanks for something that was done for them. That's one thing that rubs me the wrong way. So it's important to remember to be thankful and express that to others. And it's interesting to see when you're thankful how the results are are seen. And the third one is when we're grateful, we're generous with our time and our treasure. When we're grateful, we love to serve. We're willing to sacrifice ourselves because of the sacrifices that were made for us. People who give, give because they're thankful. I think that's one of the root causes of generosity is gratitude. If we think that everything we have is ours, that I earned it, I produced it, and it's for me, we're not going to be very generous people because we think it's ours. We deserve it. And when we Forget that God has only entrusted us with so much time. He's only entrusted us with money. And when we die, it's his again. And we're thankful for it. We can hold it loosely and be generous. If we think that our time is ours and ours alone, it's serve. We want to use our time for ourselves. And so those are three things that show gratitude, that are, that are a result of a grateful heart, but there are also ways we can express thanks is by worshiping together, is expressing thanks to others and by being generous with our time and our resources. And so we can thank God, but when we remember his sacrifice, I think that's one of the most important thing we can do because there is no sacrifice that we can make in life that will ever come close to what Jesus has done for us on the cross that that is a gift that should always make us thankful. I think that's why it's in Christ that we're to be thankful in all circumstances, to be continually thankful because there's nothing that can undo what he has done for us, that there's no sacrifice that we can make that can ever compare to what he's done for us. There's nothing that can change that. That's why it says in Hebrews 12, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, nothing can change it. Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping with Him with holy fear and awe. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian.